Welcome, John Keys. Welcome. This is a really odd one. This is a really, really odd one. This might be the oddest film anybody's ever seen. It's the, certainly going to be the oddest film to describe, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's of note, principally because it won the Cannes Palme d'Or, yeah. which isn't the French Oscar, because that's the Caesars, but in the film world, it's pretty much equivalent to being told it's the greatest film of the year. Yeah. Um, it's called Titane, and it's directed by Julia Ducourneau. Ducourneau, how would you pronounce that? I don't know. Julia Ducourneau, who directed a movie called Raw, which I saw, which was a film about cannibalism and love and sex and you name it. Did you enjoy Raw? I really liked it. So she's into body horror. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a thing. She's almost like the French equivalent to David Cronenberg. Absolutely, that's good. But much more sort of sexual than necessarily yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah, more intense. But stars Agatha Roussel. An intriguing detail about Agatha Roussel, the lead actress in this film. Yeah. She's the co-founder of a feminist magazine called Peach, and she runs a custom embroidery company called Cheeky Boom. So she's obviously a sort of French activist, artist slash activist yeah, in, in the sort yeah. of feminist side of things, which is which kind of makes sense when you get to the sort of bottom of what this film's about. Yeah. It also stars Vincent Lindon, who, among other things, has starred as um, Rodin in the film Rodin. Oh, he looks a bit like Rodin. Uh, and he has had sort of many, many sizable parts in films like La Haine and things like yeah. that. So he's a, a great presence. Very recognisable face. Yeah. So I'm just going to briefly describe roughly what this is about. So this is Good about luck. a girl, a young girl, who in a car accident as a child um, is injured quite profoundly. Uh, this twists itself into a, when she's grown up, a sort of fascination, obsession, love affair, relationship, sexual frisson towards and with cars and automobiles. Yeah, can I just add something? Yeah. Um, in the accident that she has at the beginning, um, they have to operate and that's one of the very first scenes is that they put a titanium plate in her head. Yeah. It's very graphic. Some people are saying that she's drawn to cars because the titanium is like magnetised and it's drawing her to cars. That's quite a literal description, isn't it? It is, yeah. but if people want literal descriptions, I suppose I it think fits. you need to jettison literal quite quickly with this <laughs> okay. film. Okay. So she has a sort of auto-erotic fixation with cars. She becomes a strip, strip tease or stripper. She sort of, you know, she dances on cars at various sort of conventions and what have you. And she then becomes a serial killer. Uh, she then kills lots of men, but she doesn't just kill men. She, yeah, she kills, she kills a few well. women in there too. Uh, and then she finds herself, quite logically, in a fire station, pretending to be a man or a boy, um, who befriends the sort of chief, the fire chief, who himself has lost his, his child. Mm -hmm. um, he believes she's his child. Mm -hmm. uh, a sort of father-daughter-slash-son relationship mm -hmm. kicks in. He's a steroid injection-injecting fire chief mm -hmm. um it's verging on sexual between them but parental yeah, yeah, yeah. she's increasingly more and more pregnant black oil like the oil you get in your car engine starts to seep from her and we won't give away what happens at the end but i think it's kind of you can probably add one and one together and get 63 with this film yeah as it started i i i i struggled to kind of get to grips with this from the get-go how, how did you find it to begin with well i thought because you knew nothing of it when we went in to see no it. and i didn't know the director had i known it was her I'd have thought body horror, but I didn't at that stage. It was just the beginning. Yeah. I thought, there's a lot of um, spree killing at the beginning. And yeah. I thought, oh, this is just going to be one killing after another. Yeah. And thought, I'm going to get bored with that. Yeah, but, yeah. but very rapidly, she, she runs on from there and we get a, the character of the girl. Yeah. Um, I mean, some people have described this film as the story of a man searching for his child. And that's the way they described it, mm. without reference to the girl. Which I think is ludicrous, it because is ludicrous, it's, it's taken from the point of view of the girl. Well, it is, but mm. when I read that description, I didn't know we were talking about the same film. Yeah. So in terms of when it started, you were having quite a strong response, I remember. 
Mm. What was it? It wasn't particularly positive either. You kept mm. looking at me slightly like, what the fuck is this shit? No, no, no. Well, that's because I thought it was a slasher film. Right. And of all the genres, slasher films, pure slasher films, I thought it was like, um, what, Saw? Is it called Saw? Saw. Where there's one... I'll tell you what I was getting. I was getting, I was getting Man Bites Dog. If you haven't seen Man Bites Dog, oh, please yeah. check it out. It's a Belgian movie, black and white, a mockumentary about following a serial killer. It was giving me that vibes. Um, and it was also giving me some other movie that I can't remember. But uh, um, yeah, uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Yeah. For that same level of shock I got, because the violence in something like Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer was quite unprecedented for its time. Yeah. And I think actually in this mod modern age where anything goes in anything, especially in some Korean cinema, mm, I thought this yeah. did a remarkable job of really shocking. There was the most unbearable scene where she goes through the process of trying to disguise herself so she's obviously not found as the murderer. And she breaks her nose, Which... she thrusts needles through people, needles I mean... through herself, doesn't she, at one point? Yeah. I can't remember. I mean, the breaking her own nose is somehow the most violent thing. It's in weird, it. it's isn't it? It's almost unwatchable. So look, guys, if you're squeamish, you cannot see this film. You're right, I think the first third of the film is a slasher movie. Mm. It's a serial killing movie. Mm. Um, and I was really shocked and surprised by the gear change. Yeah, I... I, I mean, I, no pun intended, the gear change <laughs> happens when she has sex with a gear stick. I mean, I was really pleased that it did, because... Yeah. And, I, and I th it might have been when I turned to you and said, is this, what's the name you did raw? Because suddenly it took on a different... Um, thing completely yeah. and um you felt that started to feel the depth of the character and um and from then on till the end you were sort of i don't know my feelings were thrown about in terms of i mean i often felt sorry for her mm. i often felt sorry for the guy yeah um i mean the director plays with our emotions incredibly effectively yeah she does make you care about her i mean she for saying she's such a sort of she's clearly a crackpot and she's you know unhinged in every conceivable way and yet you do see her as a victim. Yeah, you do, you yeah, do. Even though she's meeting out this most horrendous vengeance on, on yeah, everyone. Yeah. And what's curious, I think the richest part of this film is why is, is her relationship with the Vincent Lindon it character. Is, I, think yeah. I think that's one of the, it's one of the most complicated, confusing, ambivalent, but beautifully portrayed mm. love affairs of sorts. Of that you sorts, could ever, yeah. I've ever seen, really. It was yeah. so, I think he was, he was fantastic. You know, the main girl pretends she's a boy um, she's wrapping her breasts with yeah, you know, binding, bandage yeah. and all that kind of stuff to pretend that because she's disfigured herself so much she's to pretend so that she's his son yeah uh he discovers eventually that she's not a boy yeah and he doesn't care right at the end yeah right at the end he lets that go but i think that in a sense is quite intriguing because you're right in that sense from his pov this is just about being a parent yeah and this is about loving a child and it's about love the film yeah, is yeah, about yeah, love in yeah. that respect and what she does incredibly, and I think one of the most affecting scenes which you and I both said was, because what she does is she play, what the director does is she places you in situations of extreme, um, how can I put this? Well, well, when they're all dancing on the cars, it's extreme sexual, feminine sexuality. Mm. When the firemen are all dancing together yeah. in this sort of light and they're all, that's male camaraderie, but yeah. in a different way. Yeah. And she's very good at playing with the boundaries of gender. Yeah. Very good, I think. Yeah. And in fact, one could say this film is about that mm. and, um, and making you feel sympathy for um, people that you wouldn't think you'd feel sympathy for. I mean, I, mm. I, I, I honestly, if you'd have told me on paper about the Vincent guy, I would not have thought I'd have felt anything for him. And yet, I'm, I think I was crying at the end. Mm. Mm. It was so, so I mean, he, the Vincent Lindon character is incredibly, he's an incredibly complex manifestation of maleness. He's a steroid injecting junkie, so he's addicted to steroid injections. And when he does those scenes, they are, I mean, his head bulges in the way that, you know, I mean, and I've been to gyms where you find all those syringes everywhere. This is, this is a thing. 
And, you, you know, right down to his body, you can see that he had a body that was nice at mm, some point. Mm. He's still got the vestiges of that body beneath mm. the aging. So you've got a man fighting against his age. Yeah. You've got this sense of masculinity amongst all the firemen. Mm. You're right. And I think it's a really challenging film in terms of masculinity, heterosexuality yeah. versus homosexuality, gender fluidity. All these things are sort of flushing through this. Yeah. Especially at that, for me, what the most sort of uh, pivotal scene was when the young woman slash boy, so she's a boy to all of the other members of the fire yeah. fire engine team. The father figure now knows that she's not a boy, yeah. but she dances seductively on top of one of the fire engines, yeah. and his his horror kicks in, his upset yeah. and his distress kicks yeah. in, doesn't it? And all the all the fire that 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 was a key scene, yeah, I think, because all the firemen that have been dancing quite happily in outrageous ways, yeah, yeah. and and treating her as a fellow person, mm. suddenly look at her with what? Hold on, you know, yeah. they're suddenly moved in a different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he tells all the firemen because he's the, the captain of the fire station, whatever they think, they keep quiet and they just accept this boy for whatever reason. Yeah. And then at one point he calls his wife in, doesn't he? That's and, right. um, and his wife knows she, she's not. His, she clocks it. She, yeah. But she, doesn't she say to the girl, look after him? Yeah, she accepts that this is filling a hole for him. And yeah. this is about filling a parental hole. And I thought yeah. in that sense, it was incredibly moving. But it was also filling a hole for the girl. Because I mean, you know, with the girl, we see her family at the beginning. Mm. It's kind mm. of dysfunctional. It's kind of distance and dislocated, isn't it? With, uh, Especially with the father, because the father was driving the car when she yeah. had the car accident. Yeah. I thought it was really rich about permissibility around sexual expression. Yeah. You know, what's permissible as a man? And it's interesting how all those men dancing looked intensely homoerotic, but to all of them, they would have hated that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's always so strange, Yeah, isn't it? it was just an opportunity with other men who this felt the, the same, with, this, with, them, with no sort of worry that what no. men would think. Men always worry that another man will think that they're this, yeah. that and the other. But there was none of that. They'd all gone into fires together. They were all, so they could really be free. Interesting that it, they were firemen. Yes. I mean, you know, yes. no coincidence, a very masculine, very brave. Yes. I thought there was a wonderful, given that she'd taken so many lives and her approach, I mean, I found a really difficult corner for the film to turn was she had such a sort of throwaway disregard for life yeah. as a serial killer. Um, that when it came to the challenge of rescuing people as firemen and fire a firewoman, mm, mm. um, this reversed the concept of life versus death. Yeah. And there was like a really powerful scene where Vincent Lindon was in the house and yeah. she was just staring at him as he saved someone's life. Yeah. And I thought, this is intriguing. She's gone from killing people to rescuing people. So it kind of deals with life, it deals with death, it deals with the disposability of people and things as well. Also, she's pregnant by then, so she will be dealing well, with let's a talk about that. something you, or other. What did you think about that? Was it a metaphor? Was it? Did you buy it as a real thing? Was it sci-fi? I don't know. So she's pregnant and they she's got... They tell it as if it's a real thing, yeah. don't they? Yeah. And I mean, like... I we, liked it. I thought it was quite... I thought, fucking hell, we've got a franchise here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and I mean... A spiky all, little spine. <laughs> well, you told it now. Yeah, there's a moment where, uh, and again, I think this is fascinating in films, where sometimes men and women don't know how to be with each other except sexually. And there's a bit where, um, you know, for a minute she comes on to him because yeah. she wants help. And, and he's then it's not, it's not that, yeah. it's not that. And then he realises, and then he helps her. But she's dying by that point. Yeah. And, um, and then, yes... The oil is coming out of her. I mean, it's a bonkers plot. If, to say it like that, you'll think. So she this gives is birth to essentially a humanoid auto automobile. Yeah. Well, well, no, it's, it's in a baby titanium. shape with a with a yeah, but it's titanium, titanium with, with a titanium spine. spine. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it's it. It's been a year, hasn't it? For a it's been odd. Lamb. It's an <laughs> odd. It's a titanium car baby. Yeah. Um, I thought. I have to say, whether you, whether who you, he loves. I mean, he's gonna, obviously going to bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But regardless of whether you buy into it or not. I thought the way in which they did the pregnancy 
and the evolution of like breaking waters, though it's oil, oil fluid, the seeping, the scratching, the way she kept scratching oh, wow. at the lump. Yeah, yeah. I thought all of that was done. I, thought, I mean, it, gave, it was pure Cronenberg, but it out Cronenberg Cronenberg, it did I thought. Cronenberg. Dealing with a lot of shit, weird shit. I mean, as we're telling you about it, it almost, to my ears, it sounds too ridiculous yeah. to even bother. It is. But believe me, yes, <laughs> no, the, the words are. But when you're actually sitting there, except for the first what half an hour where I thought this is a slasher film I'm mm. not interested in slasher film she's a serial killer basically yeah. and we, we get a whole thing of that uh, but then when we get into the nuts and bolts of what she's like mm. and then especially when she meets him it becomes an incredibly interesting film it's a classic sort of it, it reminded me of French cinema of old which yeah. defied genre yeah. and was just storytelling in the most bonkers of, of ways and that's why I think both you and I felt when we, well certainly I felt when I came out Wow. Yeah. That's one of those films where it is not in any way, shape or form going to be a lot of yours cup of tea. No. It might be a few of your, a few of yours cup of tea, but hey, thank God someone out there is making batshit fucking crazy films. I mean, yeah. I remember thinking something pretty similar to Raw. Her stuff is meant to provoke a really, yeah. really awful reaction in you and she succeeds. I mean, in Raw, um, she had a sort of more, a, a vision that she went towards and mm. it was more sort of concrete yeah. in this she darts about all over the place yeah. and you feel the gear change of the agatha isn't it yeah. the main character yeah, yeah. and um yeah she goes from being one type of person to being another it's compelling it's a compelling watch if you can deal with gore blood and uh, i mean the sex isn't explicit though she and does have sex with a car um it's i mean just that in itself it's like if there's a, you've got to say you've seen it in some ways i feel yeah. um interesting <laughs> interestingly the uh motion picture academy awards uh, organization that does the oscars has actively ignored this as um a contender for best foreign picture which is notable because normally most palm door films are immediately considered for best foreign oh. film this hasn't because i think its subject matter is considered just too, too extreme, too too much, extreme. Yeah. so sum up the score what would you give it uh well started off not not knowing what i was watching and then Gradually, after the first half hour, was it, is, is it a long film? Anyway, I was taken in, taken in, taken Particularly, in. Particularly, no. And I, I got more and more interested. And in the end, I sort of, slowly but surely, the acting, by the way, is absolutely brilliant. It and is, the music is, is brilliant. Music is great, yeah. Is, um, Brilliantly shot as well. Yeah, I felt, I mean, I came out feeling. It was a masterpiece, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. And I would give it, I was thinking about this in the night, I would give it 90. Wow, really? Yeah, okay. yeah, I was going to say 85, yeah. but there's no 90. Yeah. I, okay, well, com in contradiction to what you're saying, I felt the slasher movie part of it, I really liked the slasher movie, I thought, I'm up for this, this there's a woman here meeting out revenge on all these people, I thought, great, fantastic, I love a serial killer film yeah. where you see serial killing, I love Man Bites Dog, please check it out, I love Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, though they were both incredibly shocking, and this was delivering the same shocks for me, sometimes being made to feel so uncomfortable in the cinema proves to me that this is one of the greatest art forms there is, yeah. and it still has the capacity to do that, this does that. Um, as it moved into a much more complex film about relationships, um, and what it means to be, also what it means to be a boy versus a girl, what it means to be a child versus a parent, and all that kind of stuff. Does, yeah. That was the sort of second element. I thought that was incredibly rich, and that was that was pulled off purely down to the strength of the actors. It like, was. Like, a total commitment from there. Yeah. Uh, and then the more sci-fi body horror element that kind of kicks in a lot more towards the end of the film, as she gives birth and all this kind of stuff. I thought it was done in a way that was within the context of the film, believable. Yeah, it was. And so I bought into it. And so I was taken on a, literally, on a journey into fantasy and I stayed there. So I thought this was a sensational film. Yeah. I think it's a film that if you can overcome that initial kind of gagging reflex, <laughs> stick with it. It's one of those films that you will certainly, if you and your mates, if you're a younger adult watching this over 18, obviously, 
uh, you're all going to talk about it. Yeah. You're all going to talk about it a lot, yeah. um, which is why I'm surprised Maddie wasn't drawn to it. Um, and I would go higher than you. I'd give this 98. Oh, oh, I think okay. I think it was a nigh on. I see why it's won the Palme d'Or, and I think yeah. it was really bold and brave of the jury at yeah. the Cannes Festival to give it to this. Yeah, yeah. So I thought it was a cracking, nutty, bonkers masterpiece. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.